Good morning and welcome to Faith FM Australia. You're listening on 87.6, 87.8, 88, right across the Faith FM network or probably on the internet right now because... Uh, Most likely. Yeah, because of your particular situation. If I you're know. Usually people listen in the car, but now they don't have the opportunity to do that because yeah. they're supposed to be inside. Yeah. Oh, dude, that actually... Oh, by the way, this is uh, this is the Lawson and Liam show. Here we go. Morning. We're getting getting it done. The, welcome, the, welcome. The, the fresh new double L team. Indeed. And, um, oh, man, I tell you what. So, my my uni, and this is what I'm grateful for, actually. Yeah. My uni, in the in the midst of, of everything that's going on, they finally closed down and they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go on mid-semester break. How good? After three weeks. Like, after three weeks of uni, they're like, yep, mid-semester break so we can sort out all the online stuff. Then you'll come back to school and then you'll have 12 weeks straight. Which is that's pretty lame. Quality but, education, right there. <laughs> but it's it's good because that means I'm just in this mode right now. Yeah, but I'm in. You're I cruising. I don't know what day it is. Hey, like, that's all good. I haven't worn shoes in the last three days. Who needs uh, shoes? No, well, who needs shoes in self isolation? I um, I, you know, of course, I there have been a few assignments that have been due, but most of the stuff's been pushed back. So yeah. man, I'm just chilling. How good? It's it's the bomb. How good? It's the bomb. I haven't shaved. I look all rugged and scruffy, and yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. What are you grateful for this morning, Liam? I'm grateful that that you probably can't see it, but you mentioned shaving. But I looked in the mirror this morning, and I did see a little bit of a black hair coming through on my face. Wow, my facial hair has a long way to go to meet <laughs> anywhere to get anything like you. But I did see this morning. I'm. I'm getting there. And it's always, that'll probably be something that I'll be continually grateful for. And I will bring up plenty of times because it is something that, look. Oh, we're so excited. I'm a growing boy. You can do an update every day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll just get things rolling. Maybe, maybe not. My hair today is another millimetre long. Oh, you are just winning. This is a reminder, you're listening to the Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. So good. I've been loving I'm loving the cool weather. I'm loving It's the, been good. I'm loving the rain. I woke up this morning, it was dark outside on yeah. the way here to radio. I'm like, oh man coming into winter yeah boy it is indeed oh that's so good what are you going to be talking about coming up i'm going to be talking about things that we can get up to at home throughout the isolation so good i'm talking about kind of a similar thing but different Uh, right now this is the emmanuel quartet Moses was just a baby boy When his mama put him in her boat And the river took him home He met a pretty princess It wasn't enough Till I heard a voice from a burning bush Saying, tell old Pharaoh to let my people go free David was just a shepherd boy when the prophet said he would be king, even though he was the youngest son, he heard about a 
about a giant Went to see the king Grabbed a bag of petals and it swung his sling And the rock of ages brought the mighty giant to his knees Well, you may feel a bit insignificant When you're standing next to one of those men But there was nothing special about him Until they let the Holy Spirit in And with a mighty hand They took their stand While everybody else is making cheap talk It's not the size of the man that matters All that matters is the size of the rock Have you heard about the baby king? Hark those herald angels sing He was the Father's only son He taught us about heaven We nailed him to the tree But in three days he was alive and free Because the heart of the rock Was mightier than the stone So the next time you feel insignificant When you're standing next to one of those men Like there was nothing special about ya Just let the Holy Spirit in And with a mighty hand You'll take your stand While everybody else is making cheap talk It's not the size of the man that matters All that matters is the size of the rock Mighty hand I'm talking to you Jesus is the only one I'll carry you through All that matters is the size of the rock Oh yes it does Welcome back to Faith FM <laughs> so I love that one good. The Emmanuel Quartet was size of the rock A, a, a certified banger a steering, oh, I loved it A steering wheel slapper to wake you up in the morning You're listening to Faith FM um, And we have come to our first clue for the quiz First clue for our quiz this morning This is a what number am I So get ready Lawson Oh yeah Here we go Rahab told the two spies to hide in the hills for this number of days. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold up. No, that's not correct. Oh. So, therefore, the double prize is still up for offer this morning. We will be playing for, <laughs> if you call up with the first correct answer, you will be receiving a copy of Live It, the health show DVD. Simple ways you can live longer, healthier. Uh, from the Loma Linda University. If you think you know the answer, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or give us a call at 0491-064-669 and you will be receiving a copy. Mm, of course, you'll be getting it from the best from Loma Linda as that Loma Linda uh, is one of the certified blue zones in our world where people live the longest. Um, so yeah, get in, get one of those. Get onto it. All right, okay, of course, Back on the back on the world news. Back on world news. Back on world news. Oi, what are we going to talk about? What, oi, what should we talk about? First today? of all, what I want to what I, I want to mention something. If if we have listeners out there this morning that have, <laughs> we've got something. Obviously, we're in we're in a, a sort of a very special time right now where yeah, of course. no one knows what's going on. Okay, so one thing we'd, I would like to know 
is what are you doing throughout this isolation period? What are you doing at home to pass time? Mm. Um, so, Lawson, yeah. I almost got it. <laughs> Lawson, what have you been doing over the last couple of, of weeks or days to help pass your time? Last couple of weeks slash days. Well, okay, so I've been doing lots of uh, uni work yep. as well as probably the main thing that I do is I have a, a little setup at home. I have like an electric guitar and a couple of uh voicing, you know, d- uh, effects pedals yep. for that electric guitar and I just sit at my amp and just play riffs when I'm bored. Just and do it's, some jamming. It's great. Yeah, just do some jamming, come up with new little 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 ditties. Yep. And um yeah, no, nah, it slaps. It's it's so good. I love it. It's like it's one of my favorite things to do. So if you want to come over and self-isolate with me and jam, like, yeah, let's That'd get down. We'll just sit like 1.5 meters away from each other. Yeah, I love it. Um, it'll be lit. I've been listening to a lot of music as well. Oh, and nice. um, one of I, I'm a little bit, I love the like orchestral music, but not the, the traditional orchestral music, yeah. more like the modern orchestral music. Yeah, Such which- as I've been listening to a lot of Hans Zimmer. Oh, yeah. He, nice. He's had some really great songs. And what I do is I get, um, I find something to, to drum with. At the moment, I've got a, a, a Milo tin. And yeah. I sort of, that's a, oh, a little man. bit of a, a demo than I do. Um, <laughs> it's better It's better when I'm at home and I've got actually something to, to play along with. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I just, <laughs> I play that and I try and pass time with that. But another thing I do, I actually live, where I live, We've got a. They've got a little boy, uh, a foster child there. He's like a, a little foster brother, mm. and so one thing that's my responsibility is to help pass time with him. And yesterday we spent the morning, uh, sort of just doing these exercises that I made up on the spot. And um, that's so good. Just tire him out. Oh yeah, and we because <laughs> of the we get big bottles of water. Yeah, and um, you know in the Thor movie when Thor gets his hammer and he puts it on someone's chest. Well, that's sort of what I did with this with this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so just, he's just stuck to the ground. He just yeah, I just stuck it to the ground and, and he was stuck there and um yeah, that was that was pretty fun. And I got to mess around with him yeah, a little bit. Yeah, messing messing with the lines of uh Yeah, no, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that I've been doing with uh this little foster brother of mine is we've been playing handball. Oh yes. Did you used to play handball when you were yeah, at school? Of course. It's the game of our generation. It is. And uh, recently, or in the last couple of years, it had a little bit of a, a research. I think it did die down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it had a little bit of, re- of, res- of a resurgence. Yes. All thanks to one man. Oh, yes. Oh, I know where this is going. Oh, yeah. This is so good. Yep. Now, Tell us about it. Kevin Rudd. Now, he's a very he's a very controversial guy. Yes. Um, Former how, president, uh, Prime, president Minister. Prime Minister of Australia. However, he is the self-proclaimed handball king. Yes. And I, I watched his videos about handball. And I was watching what I was doing with um, this little foster brother of mine. Mm. And the rules that he was spitting out at me, they've, they've changed so much since, since... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a very colloquial game. It's yeah. like everywhere you go is, is a different set of rules yeah. and it's wild. But you like all of a sudden, you can say something to save yourself from getting out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like so you, you, I was playing with him and it double bounced in his team. It, it double... Double bounce in his square. Yes. And he said, oh, double, double bounce, play on. 
that's that's not how it works. That's not how it works. If a devil bounces, you're out. You're out. You're gone. Yeah. And oh, my brother <laughs> used to do it too. He used to make up rules on the spot just so that he could stay in a little bit longer. Yeah, I remember the the made up rule that like my personal contribution to the game of handball when I was at school was oh uh, uh, fingertips. So basically, that's where <laughs> it it touches your hand, but you still missed. Yeah. And so, therefore, you're allowed to stay in because it touches your hand. So, yeah. technically, you didn't get out. Yeah. And it was just the the absolute dumbest thing. It was, it was a total cop out. Yeah. But, but yeah. Oh, man, Hamble. What a classic. I know. So, obviously, we've been getting up to some stuff over this period. But we would love to know what you at home yes. have been getting up to as well. So... Again, give us a call at 1-800-324-843 or give it, send us a text at 0491-064-669 and just let us know what you've been doing to pass time um, and, and to help get things rolling. One thing that I noticed uh, I saw on Facebook uh, yesterday, mm. or this morning, sorry, is in where we live. We live near, in Newcastle, which is right near Kurumbong. And mm. in Kurumbong, there is a little... Uh, TV, a little company that makes a TV show called Arnie's Shack. This oh, is a wonderful classic. Adventist um, program for, for younger kids. And they recently, they, they released this morning saying that they would be doing a Saturday Bible study program for children. So we've been we've been promoting that we've been doing a, um, a, a, a Bible study live talkback radio thing mm. on air on Saturday morning. Yes. So that's probably going to be a little bit more directed towards our age or, or older the older audience. Yes. This one in particular, this is aimed at the younger audience. So if you've mm. got children um, that like puppets, puppets is very much involved. They've mm. got we, we get Pastor Darren on here quite regularly. He does a segment called Balloon Kaboom. Yeah. Um wonderful, wonderful guy. Very talented. Many, many gifts. Mm. Um so yeah, if that's another thing that that I would highly recommend you getting on. They they talk about at the moment they're talking about what, what Jesus plan is Throughout the uh, coronavirus period, and helping Amen. helping helping the kids to have a better understanding, because it, where I mean, I know how old I am. It's not very old, but I know how old I am, and even I struggle to get my head around it. So I yeah, can I can't yeah. imagine what these kids are going through at the moment. It's just mm. pretty full on. Yeah, pretty full on. Yeah, I think you know, like it's it's in those formative years, what they call the four to fourteen window. Yeah, um, that's when kids if if they make a decision in that time period they're most likely to you know make a decision for faith and for jesus they're most likely to stick with it and i think that reconciling and coming to an understanding of tragedy at that age in relationship to you know your relate your your connection to god yeah yeah relationship with jesus is such an important thing so yeah i'm yeah promote it absolutely so that's going to be on facebook yeah uh, if you go to christian ministries spd or if you find a, a link to um, one of the Adventist web, uh, websites, I'm pretty sure you can find that. They're going to be doing... Uh, there's a link to Vimeo. Ah, um, okay. So, yeah. yeah get awesome. onto it through there. Oh, so, so good. What have you got for us? Oh, well, we're going to be talking about that right after this song. A one clear voice, I'm trying to be like Jesus. We'll be right back after this with, uh, you know, more news. Thank you. 
To Faith FM, continuing on with our show, we have another clue for the quiz, I believe. We do indeed. All right. So, again, this is a what number am I? Mm. The number of days Saul, also known as Paul, was blind after encountering the Lord on his way to Damascus. Bingo. Lawson has it. Well done. <laughs> so, if you think you know the answer to that qu- clue, uh, that question, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or send us a text at 0491064669. And we will be sending you a copy of Live It, the Health Show DVD, Simple Ways You Can Live Healthier Longer by Loma Linda University. All right, so we are getting into what we got? our world news. Here we go. And, uh, of course, uh, we would uh, not be doing our jobs if we didn't talk about the coronavirus. Um, the National Cabinet is meeting this morning to discuss plans for continual, uh, you know, revising um, basically our lockdown sh- yeah. scheme. That's they released happening. stage two yesterday or a couple of days ago. Mm. So, so what we saw on Monday was essentially the the sh- what the, what they call the shutdown. Yeah, um, it was the shutdown of non-essential businesses, um, and you know, in the midst of that, we've seen Corona cases rising, and yeah. we have also seen uh, a number of companies, um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, breaking the shutdown. A Sydney massage parlor um, has copped a $5,000 fine after it was caught operating business by Ooh. New South Wales patrol 
Police. Uh, three staff members from the massage parlour, along with return traveller from the Lake Quarry area, make up the first individuals and business in New South Wales to receive infringements for failing to adhere to the coronavirus rules. And so essentially what that looks like is, yeah, if you break quarantine or if you're a business um, that is declared to be like a shutdown business yep. and you continue, you just cop fines, which really is like really, really lame because... No, it's not lame. I think it's I think it's a good thing. I yeah. Think, I think to in, enforce shutdowns a good Sometimes thing. Sometimes you need to be a bit brutal just to, to get the message across. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, the businesses are kind of struggling already and that's that's why they're open. Yeah. That's why they're open because yeah. they're like, oh, we're struggling financially and now they've been hit with a giant, you know, four four-figure fine for continuing business. So, um, yeah, I guess in a way it's like you did the wrong thing, but my, my heart uh, goes out to them. Um, yeah, uh, multiple people have been fined for coming out of quarantine yep. um, within the 14-day period after traveling, um, which is just uh, j- just wild. And because of this, you know, in the midst of all of this, they've, they've imposed the shutdown, but still the cases are rising. In fact, yesterday we had our first deaths from coronavirus in Victoria. Three men aged in their 70s passed away, unfortunately. Um, you know, really heavy stuff. Gladys Berejiklian, uh, the Premier of New South Wales, has just come out and said, look, like, we gave... You know, in terms of the shutdown, yeah, they when they when they imposed it, they wanted to do a seven day trial. Yeah, we're now four days into it, and they're already meeting this morning to consider a further, like a full on um, Italian style lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, with that being, you know, if if that becomes imposed. It's just going to be a really hectic time in Australia. Yeah. I feel like, especially Australia, as you know, we come from a culture of being like, like, like the the classic, um, you know, convict culture. Yeah, we have this tendency of just hating authority. Yeah. and not wanting to follow. I think that's why Australia being extremely laid back. Yes, yeah, we're, we're extremely laid back while simultaneously constantly pushing the rules, and that's why Australia has got this culture of like. Like, we have so much authority. We yeah. have so many laws for everything. It's because Australians just push the rules all the time. And I feel like, yeah, lockdown lockdown is going to be quite a quite a hectic thing in Australia. I think it's not going to... It's not going to be taken lightly by the populace. I feel like there is going to be a, a good amount of, you know, level-headed people in Australia who are just going to be like, yes, we need to do this for the sake yeah. of coronavirus. But I also feel like, you know, from what we've seen from panic buying and whatnot... Um, that there's going to be a portion of the population who are not going to be very happy and there's going to be more fines going out. And- Apparently, if uh, that you said $5,000 for businesses. I think I, I heard or saw somewhere that it's $1,000 for just regular people. So, if there's yeah. people gathering, in, if there's 100 people gathering, then there'll be $100,000 worth of fines yeah. going out. So. Oh, which is so wild. And that brings me on to, you know, in light of all of this potential lockdown, yeah. Um, and that just brings me to church. Um, Lyle's probably mentioned on here um, that the churches, at least for the North New South Wales Conference of Advent- Adventists, this has, you know, been, um, you know, mandated by policy of the church, but other churches as well because of the uh, the interposed laws from the government. A, a number of churches have shut down and mm. moved into the online space. And this is a real breeding ground and a real innovation melting pot at the moment of evangelism in the online space um which is such an interesting thing you know it's something i've been a part of evangelism um 
you know, a part of the evangelism department here in North East South Wales anyway for, for the last three years. I'm not anymore as I'm, as I'm studying at uni, um, you know, getting my, my uh, ministry degree. But, um, you know, being involved as a Bible worker and seeing, seeing the different ways that people are, are using ministry, I feel like online evangelism has been something that's been, it, it's so hit or miss. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, here at Faith FM, um, and I feel like a lot of radio stations, especially something like Faith FM, that we've got, you know, an official station with, you know, high quality producing and, and good backing and whatnot. Great, great uh, hosts as well. Great hosts, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, the boys getting it done. Um, you know, we've kind of carved a niche for ourselves. We've got yeah. an audience. It's really good. You know, we're praising the Lord for that. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, um, there's just been a multitude of people who have started online ministries yeah. that haven't worked out. And that's simply because the, the, the space of online ministry, the forum of, of live streaming church and podcasts and YouTube is like such an oversaturated market already with yeah. secular content that people try, and, and even with Christian content, that people try and create and make, make you know, Christian content and say, oh, this is going to be the next big podcast, the next big YouTube video. Um, and, it, and it usually doesn't pan out for them because they're just so drowned and they're so lost in the, yeah. in, in the, in the sea of already existing, more interesting, better produced podcasts. And, you know, that's not nothing to say. You know, God can work miracles. And there are a number of successful online ministries that existed before coronavirus. Um, but, yeah, I've just seen a number of times where people have kind of gone like, oh, yeah, let's start a podcast. And, you know, they've they've made three episodes and got no audience and it's amounted to nothing and they've stopped. In, uh, I saw, like, a meme recently. It's like that, that starting a podcast is the equivalent to, like, oh, dude, let's start a band. Like, <laughs> that, that kind of thing, you know, in the 90s. It was, yeah, let's yeah. start a band and we'll make it big. And, and now it's... We're going to be famous one day. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, it, the equivalent of that is, you know, let's start a podcast. And that's because podcasting is so easy to do. But that gets me on to, it's really awesome to see now during the time of coronavirus, as there is, you know, a heightened consumption of Mm. online content, people have really been coming out of the woodwork and um, not only have people been creating really awesome content, but people have been supporting content as well. Um, In particular, um, the North New South Wales Young Adults um, Department uh, did a uh, Friday night Vespers live yeah, I saw stream that. I saw that. Um, that was very successful. That did yeah. very good numbers compared to what something along those lines would have done over the last couple of, you know, in the, in the previous months. Three um, weeks ago, it would have been a lot different. Yeah, it yeah. would have been a lot different. And I feel like from there, you know, once you then get viewership, then yep. that goes like, okay, that's going to inspire me to continue to... Um, work at the quality of my content. Yep. And then once you increase the quality, then you, you increase your viewership. And I think right now, you know, in my opinion anyway, nothing will replace face-to-face church ministry. Yeah. People have needs in the physical sense that we need to that we need to supply. Um, but, you know, at Faith FM, especially as a radio station, we know um, how much of a blessing that we can be to people just yeah. in the online talking forum. And it's good to see that now during the midst of coronavirus, everyone's stuck inside, everyone's stuck at their houses. You know, we can't go to church or get fined a thousand dollars each or five thousand dollars or whatever it may be, which would really suck. Um, yeah, it's just it's just good to see 
that, yeah, content's being made. And, yeah, shout out to North New South Wales um, young adults. If you want something to watch uh, tonight as it's as it's Friday, if you want something to watch... Get um, onto it. Get onto it. Check it out. Um, Blair, and, uh, Blair and Emma Lemke will be heading that up. Or, yeah, you know, check out... Maybe your local church is running an online ministry. I just really implore you to, yeah. to be checking that out on, on, on Sabbath, as well as uh, we're going to be having the Sabbath school uh, talk back here on Saturday morning. A little Bible study, yeah. yeah. Bible study with myself and Matt Parra from 9.30 to 10.30. Check that out. Uh, consume online content. Get closer to Jesus. That's what it's made for. Right now, this is Chris, M- Chris McClarney with uh, Breathe On Me, Breath of God. That, I'm on. sure that's the only thing. We don't want to be promoting breathing at the moment. Yes. Don't breathe on people. Don't breathe on people, but let God breathe on you. Absolutely. Because he will, you know, he is a great Offer his healer. healing hand. Amen. Yes. Um
Joining us on the phone this morning is uh, Dr. John Ashton, author of many books, but one in particular that we've been talking about, Evolution Impossible. John, welcome to the show. Hello. John, we've come to Chapter 13 of, uh, of your book here, Evolution Impossible, which is uh, titled Evidence for the Existence of an Intervening God. And the question that goes through my mind, you know, why is this material in the book about scientific evidence against evolution? Why do we have this particular chapter in this particular book? I think uh, one of the motivations for putting that in there was that there's a very uh, strong effort today to keep God out of the classroom. And the other thing is that um, science wants to explain everything in terms of, uh, you know, just natural processes. There's no, no room for God. And I think this creates the impression that God, that, you know, science has proved that God does not exist. Whereas in actual fact, of course, many scientists recognize that, um, you know, there, there must be a God. The DNA codes are so complex that they could not arise by chance. Uh, the famous astronomer Fred Hoyle, Sir Fred Hoyle, pointed out that, you know, the values of the uh, physical constants and the way the universe is set up, it's almost as if uh, an intelligence has set it up and fine-tuned it exactly. So I wanted to provide other evidence, real evidence, for uh, people reading the book that we worship a God that's just not out there and set the original universe up, but a God who is a personal God and is mm. interested in us as humans today and can be our friends. That's why I want to include the evidence that we have that God is a personal intervening God. If we look at the size of the universe and you know what, say, for instance, uh, Sir Fred Hoyle was talking about there, how he looks out at the universe he sees you know, evidence for an intervening God in the universe. Isn't our planet really just a speck of dust? And if so, why would somebody who is big enough and powerful enough to create the universe be interested in one speck of dust? Well, well I guess you need to ask God that question. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, one of the interesting things that has come out of um, you know astronomy is that the Earth is certainly in a very interesting position in the universe and that we appear to be in the center of the universe. My own personal view is that we were created especially in the image of God and the universe was created as the environment for us to experience and explore. It was part of our ecology, part of our environment. But again, I think there's a huge need today as we see so many young people turning to excessive uh, drinking and drugs. There's an emptiness in their lives and people need something. Um, and they need the reassurance that there is a God that they can pray to and, and can answer prayers. Mm. Um, and that and that was the whole purpose of of this chapter to point out that not only do we have overwhelming evidence that evolution is absolutely impossible, we were created. We we are here as a result of supernatural intervention in in nature, special creation, and that this God that created us is a God who loves us, that we can talk to, that we can 
receive peace and joy from. And I think that is so important. And I wanted to give clear-cut examples of this as evidence, that there is evidence for an intervening God. You know, the Christianity is a, is a historical uh, sort of faith based on evidence. A lot of people think that Christianity isn't based on evidence. You know, it's just a religion. You know, there's myths and, you know, it's this feel-good thing that people want to believe in something. But what I think many people don't realise is that our faith is based on evidence. It's based on the evidence recorded in the Bible as, as uh, godly men wrote down their experiences with this intervening God. And then since the time of Christ, we have had you know thousands of Christians write down in various books and, and give their sermons of their personal experience of God. And this is all evidence, evidence of an in- intervening God. Um, that, you know, answers prayer. And that's why in the book I wanted to, while the book is mainly to deal with evolution, obviously, um, I wanted to include some clear examples, both from history and both from personal experiences and both where I did research and interviewed people uh, in the research laboratories where I worked about their experiences of uh, personal answers to prayer and so forth. Uh, and that's what I want to do, provide that evidence so that we have evidence. We have evidence for why, why we believe. So what are some of the examples that you um, cite in this chapter for people having a personal experience with God? Well, uh, for example, um, you know, one of the uh, local uh, medical practitioners, when she was uh, travelling to uh, work, working up at uh, Wingham, and she lived down near Taree. Uh, she was driving along a windy road when suddenly she heard an audible voice as if someone was sitting in the back of the car saying, slow down. And uh, she said she was brought up with manners and, and her reply, she didn't feel afraid, but her reaction was, I beg your pardon? And the voice repeated and said, slow down. And she was just overwhelmed. What is what is happening? And she just pulled off the, the road and slowed down. Just at that moment, a yellow Ford Mustang came round the corner on the wrong side of the road at very high speed. And mm. she said, you know, she had it kept on going. She most certainly would have been very seriously injured, if not killed. Um, and so this is, you know, quite a quite a spectacular example. What does what does science say about these kinds of experiences? Do they do, do, do scientists who are ruling you know the supernatural out of the equation? Are they just saying that this is uh, some kind of you know psychotic episode? What, what does what does science say about this kind of thing? Well, I think if you obviously the local doctor's experience has been examined by scientists. If we take, for example, Joan of Arc who also heard voices um, and was appointed. When you when you think of the fact that here we had a 17, 16, 17-year-old girl appointed to the head of the French, the French, 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 at a time when, you know, women were considered as, you know, the property of men sort of thing in this sort of culture. Um, how could that happen? The reason was that, that she was a very pious girl, and God revealed to her the prayers of the um, of the king of uh, or the Dauphin. He hadn't been the crown king of uh, France, and she was able to get an audience with him and told him what he, he had prayed to God. And when 
he recognised that. That was why she was put in charge. And, of course, God um, gave her direction, spoke to her. She heard audible voices, and she was able to lead the army to victory at that particular time and free the oppression from the uh, from the English. We have another example in more recent times, in Ellen White's time. There was Ellen White, the visions and so forth she received and, and so forth. But there's also Harriet Tubman that escaped slaves, who again was very devoted to God. He was an illiterate woman. Joan of Arc was illiterate as well, um, who God spoke to. And this woman, following the directions that God gave her, audible directions as he spoke to her, was able to lead the slaves to safety even though there were people looking for her everywhere and trying to, to stop her. And she led hundreds of slaves to uh, to, to safety. Um, matter of fact, I understand she even stayed in Ellen White's house at, at one stage. And so we have these, you know, classic um, examples there. We have examples of premonitions where people have had of, of warning them against, um, you know, danger and, and so forth. Um, my friend, uh, many people would know Joy Butler, had a friend while she was staying in um, Zimbabwe who um, uh, her, her friend had uh, arrived uh, home after doing the shopping or whatever and uh, parked her car just in the driveway, left it running while she opened the gate uh, to her property, but there was a man hiding uh, behind the fence and he, as she opened the gate, he jumped out and jumped into the open door of the car and drove off. The problem was that the lady's little girl was in the back seat of the car. And, of course, the mother was hysterical uh, as the car drove off. And um, in those days, there was a lot of carjackings and the cars were taken and driven across the border where they were sold in the neighbouring country. And um, so she was just screaming on the side of the road, you know, distraught, not knowing what to do as the car drove off. And a man stop, you know, what's the problem, lady? And um, said, you know, someone's just driven off my car. My daughter's in it. And this man gave chase. And then another man, the lady was still screaming on the side of the road, and another man stopped. And um, he um, and said, what's wrong? He said, this man, my daughter's been kidnapped. And he said, look, I'm a pastor. Let's, we'll pray. And they prayed, God, please stop the car. And the... Um, and the man said, well, look, let's, let's go over, let's give chase, I'll probably go down this main highway. And the lady was a bit reluctant to hop in, but then she saw a Bible on the front seat and the man said, yes, I'm a pastor. So she went with the man, they drove along the road and there they came to the car and it was stopped in the middle of the road. And the little girl was in the car. And uh, when they talked to the little girl, they said, you know, what happened? She said, well, I was driving a lot. Once we were driving, I was pleading with the man to take me back to mummy. And I saw what appeared to be an angel come and stand on the bonnet of the cars that was driving along and, and push what was like a shiny sword into the engine and the car stopped. And of course there was no hole in the bonnet and everything, but they found a clutch had failed as the car was driving along. They didn't know, um, uh, you know, there wasn't any mechanical problems. And it's interesting, why would a little, you know, seven year old girl make up something that, why wouldn't she just say, well, the car broke down, you know, and that, Ran off sort of thing. And what's interesting um, with, um, you know, just thinking about it, 
and the petrol heads out there will relate to this. You know, when a clutch fails, it usually gives a lot of warning before it does. It doesn't usually just... Exactly, yeah, and, and not usually just, you know, the car stop as you're driving Instantaneously. Home, but, yeah. I've never heard of a clutch failing like that, but... Um... Yeah, so this is... Um, and I, I think, you know, we had just uh, a few weeks ago a broadcast on the national news uh, at the evacuation of Malakuta there in Victoria, there was this massive fireball approaching uh, a group of people that were sort of fleeing from their homes to the jetty there. Um, and this man who was a Christian, David Jeffries was his name. Uh, he was a Christian. He called out to God, yelled out, and all the people around there, you know, God, if you're there in Jesus' name, please stop these flames, push them away something like that, and instantly a wind came in, a really strong wind came in from the east and blew the fire front back, and in the interview, it was on television, another 30 seconds they would have been consumed by this huge ball of fire that I think when I read the newspaper report later was estimated to be something like uh, 60 feet high and and travelling, you know, uh, 90 90 kilometres an hour or something. So, and that was in front of people, and that got, you know, the media. So, uh, and those people's lives were, were saved. I read in one report, for example, that the guy said that they saw the embers raining down, they landed on the grass, but they didn't even set fire to the grass then around them. He said it was almost like a Daniel and his three friends experience. So, I think, you know, in the book, we want, I wanted to point out that there, when we consider the hundreds of thousands of examples, probably millions of examples of answers to prayer that have been recorded over time, we have this overwhelming evidence that God is real. We have uh, an intervening God. You know, I think the evacuation from Dunkirk, I, um, I haven't seen the, the movie, but I remember reading about it there, how the cloud came in. People were praying, and you know, as so they were trying to get the troops off that beach, you know, 300,000 men were about to be killed, um, and the clouds came in that stopped the German air force from being able to strafe them as they were on, exposed on the beach there. Um, and yet it was very unseasonal for that cloud and fog to come in at that particular time. There's another classic example given at um, by River in South Africa where the Vortrekkers were surrounded by a massive Zulu force and they made a covenant with God that there were something like 700 Vortrekker families in wagons, uh, farmers with their wives and children, surrounded by a force of three or four thousand Zulu warriors and they prayed to God they made a covenant that if God saved them, they would, you know, always remember this and teach their children. And um, that particular night, this mist, unseasonable mist, came down around and covered the whole camp. And the Zulu warriors kept back as the people had lit uh, lanterns and saw the shadows that spooked the Zulu warriors. And, and they left there with very little loss of life. And there's a bronze memorial there. So we have these you know, records that have been preserved of, of God intervening in the lives of those faithful people that uh, turn to him. Yeah, and John, I, we do need to finish up, but um, I just want to add to that, that, you know, when you get a group of Christians 
who sit around and start sharing these kind of stories, it, it almost feels like everyone has a story to share from mm. somewhere. And when you start to add that up, that is an enormous weight of evidence. But, uh, John, thank you so much for joining us this morning. That's Dr. Dr. John Ashton, author of many books, but uh, including Evolution Impossible. Uh, we need to move on. Our team here at Faith FM want to encourage you to be the hands and feet of Jesus in your community, to stay positive and to stay connected in this virus season. Keep in touch with vulnerable members of your community like grandparents or new mothers and see if there's something you can do to help them with simple things like picking up some groceries, collecting the mail or dropping off some meals. Little things like this make a huge difference to someone living in isolation or quarantine. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. The swirling darkness bearing down I've got the smile turned to a frown The weight of sin, the bitter cup of woe The dregs he drank that choked his cry As even Jesus asked God why The burden none of us will No words for this For it is mercy's kiss There are no words for this No words So I sing No 